Welcome, everyone. We are back. It is The Flow Show. It's episode number 176. We got the man, the myth, Robert DeWolf. He's the founder and creator of SQL. That's S-E-Q-L. I'm an investor. I got to put that out there. Disclosure, I'm biased. Love the company. We'll talk more about that. And this podcast is brought to you by Club GG, where you can create clubs for free and also win up to $200,000 in prizes. So with that being said, Robert, man, been a while. I know have been trying to do this. How are you doing and, and where are you right now? Yeah, no, life is good. Uh, right now, I am in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we just moved our headquarters to Austin, though. Shout out Austin, Texas. Best move we've probably done for the company, but we're in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. Keeping busy, keeping busy for sure. Actually, amazing. We got to meet in person, play play a little bit of poker, got yeah. to connect. That, that was very cool in Michigan when I was back for the weekend, and appreciate you making the time to come up, but you know, let's, uh, let's dive right into it. Let's just get after it and, and let us know a bit about SQL first. Let's start with that. What is it? How did it start? And, and how did you come up with this idea? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give my backstory because, you know, being one of the founders, the CEO kind of ties into, you know, the starting and the why of the company, uh, you know, so originally from Richmond, Virginia, I played college football at VMI, Virginia Military Institute, uh, you know, graduated there in 2016, you know, dabbled around a little bit professionally. Ended up actually moving back to Richmond uh, like three years ago. Simultaneously, my best friend from high school, who I started this company with, uh, moved back here as well. Uh, he and I, we were hanging out one day. Just imagine like you and your best friend, Jeff, just hanging out one day. But we just had a random idea. Let's start a company. Uh, and it really started with there's a ton of inequalities in sports. Uh, now, Jeff, I grew up in a really fortunate background from a financial perspective. So if I needed a highlight tape, a trainer, a nutritionist, whatever it was, my parents had the means to pay for it, right? Best friend, grew up in a lower income household, couldn't afford the resources I had access to. He was a better athlete than me and I was here because I had resources, it was flipped and I had all these opportunities coming my way. You know, If you have resources, you're gonna get opportunities. And I saw my best friend go through the complete opposite. Long story short, we ended up saying the color of your skin, where you're from and your parents' financial status shouldn't affect your sports career. And we said, hey, Sport is a vehicle to change lives. That doesn't mean you have to go to the MLB or the MLS or whatever it is, but it's an opportunity to really create change in your life. And we said, hey, screw it. We don't like the pay for play system. We're going to change the world through sports. It's a great mission, right? We, uh, we're going to quit our jobs. Company's going to stand for something. So SQL actually stands for sports equality. Got it tattooed right here on my wrist. And uh, yeah, we hit the ground running. Um, you know, obviously that's a great mission, right? Change the world through sports. But we have built a company. You know, Jeff wouldn't invest in a nonprofit. And uh, you know, what we've done is uh, build a platform that provides student athletes resources for free. So if you're a high school athlete on our platform, you can literally click a button like calling an Uber. We'll send a videographer to your soccer game tomorrow, Jeff. Let's just say you want to get better at sports, right? We provide short, bite-sized educational content geared towards getting you better on and off the field. And it's not taught by me. It's not taught by my co-founder. It's literally taught by the best people in the world. So if you're a football player, you can learn how to become a better wide receiver through DeAndre Hopkins. If you want to build your brand, you can learn from top ESPN analyst Ryan Clark. And the list goes on. Can, Again, can you, sorry, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, just to, to, to understand a little better, because actually the funny you say that I remember growing up, same thing, was fortunate where I, you know, I could have trainers and yeah, yeah. good equipment, all that good stuff. But, you know, this was when I was in high school, 2000. 2003 making highlight tapes and such yeah. where it was you know it's hard i had to hire someone and it was it was a long time ago now you could do it with your cell phone and record videos and the, the world has changed but how, how does how does it actually work are you saying that someone in high school can click a button and they're able to like no matter what request and someone will come out and shoot them how, 
it doesn't how does that actually how does that yeah, work? Yeah. yeah good question so we've built uh, a nationwide network of you know several thousand videographers but let's step back right obviously you know we actually call it our boober network so think videographer meets uber right and mm -hmm. if you think about uber they weren't everywhere at once they started in san francisco then in new york and then they expanded we did the same thing we went about it geographically so if you're in texas florida virginia or california we have penetrated that market from a videographer so that we have more than one right we have several videographers in those localities you can literally click a button like calling an uber and we will send a videographer to your game now jeff it's not just capturing footage of you it's capturing footage of the entire team right so that you're getting content your friends are getting content your teammates even the other team is getting content and it's short it's bite-sized, it's digestible, and it's really geared towards providing you exposure, right? You probably had one play that put you on the map and got you to be, right? That's what every kid needs. They need that one play that sparks curiosity, let's just say in a college coach's eye. That's what we do. We provide you that moment so that you can have that one play that really does create that opportunity. And and how how does it work if there's a backlog or is it first come first serve? Is it cost yeah. anything? It doesn't cost. And like you have to be a member of SQL. No, you you actually... Yeah, you have to be a user on the platform. Okay, it doesn't cost anything. But the great thing is because the audience, you guys, I know you at first were probably wondering how do you make money. We don't pay for it either. And that's the cool thing about SQL, right? Um, we have a very unique business model. It's uh, we, we tout it, tout it uh, impact as a service. And essentially, it's software that allows companies to make a social impact. So a couple of years ago, all these you know big and small companies came out and really took a stance on corporate social responsibility and social impact. And they said, hey, we're really going to make positive um, opportunities in the communities they serve. Well, we took advantage of that and said, hey, all these companies came out with these social impact initiatives and they also want to target this younger audience. I mean, everybody knows in today's digitalized age, you want to get the consumer early on because you can have them for life. We essentially said, hey, Nike, hey, Adidas, hey, Gatorade, hey, Lasso, hey, smaller companies. You guys want to get into this younger demographic. The way that you're going to do it is by providing real social impact and we'll be your vehicle to do it. So if you're the kid, you get the free highlight tape brought to you by Adidas, right? That gets you a college scholarship. Respectfully, you're going to thank Adidas for making that social impact, but you're also going to be rocking a pair of Adidas shoes for the rest of your life because they were there for you when you when, when no one else otherwise was. Yeah, and and how has that process been about getting sponsors to to buy? Because obviously that's a big yeah. big part of it to get the the people to be able to do the the things that you're providing. How, how has that been? Have you found that been surprisingly easy or actually diff, really difficult to to get these major sponsors on board? It, it's it's uh it's, it's certainly not easy. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, but when you have case studies, it, it makes the process smoother. It makes the process easier. So right now we have over 50 paying impact partners from small companies that you've never heard of all the way up to, you know, the Adidas. Right. Um, I don't have the craziest network in the world. You know, I don't have Phil Knight's cell phone number. I don't have, you know, X, Y, Z. So we got to make one plus one equals three. Right. So Adidas, for instance, literally. Could not get a hold of them. So I found the director of social impact, uh, found her on Instagram. I DM'd her. And now look, Adidas is a paying partner of ours. So it's all about, you know, making one plus one equals three, especially at the startup stage. Um, but we have a high success on the on the on the on a closed rate, right? You know, it's we're we're not striking out. You know, we have a 30 to 40 percent, you know, success rate when it comes to closing. So obviously, what does that mean? We need a bigger funnel. Right. Makes a lot of sense. And so what are some of the big Big names that are in sports. Obviously, there's been some investors and people have taken a liking to the project. You already alluded to a few of the names. 
what, what was some of the, uh, I think Barry Sanders and a few others, like how, how were you able to get in touch with them and have yeah. them buy into this? Yeah, some have been through just investor connections. Some again have been through DMs. Um, we get a phone call with a professional athlete. Our story resonates. You know, they may have made it, but they had 30 friends that just needed that one opportunity that never happened. So equality in sports really resonates with them. Um, and at the end of the day, the big thing that I've learned, and I'm sure you know this as well, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And our story definitely resonates with, you know, the big names, Barry Sanders, Nancy Lieberman, uh, you know, Andrew Bogut, um, you know, they back our mission and we're really, you know, shifting the narrative. I think in the past, uh, you know, social impact has really, you know, been, you know, resonated with, you know, philanthropic efforts. We believe social impact can have economic windfalls and really be a win, win, win. And, and what sort of, what's a goal for the company within five years? Can you also speak a little bit about how long it's been operational and sort of the path? Yes. We had the idea, like the original idea three years ago, um, you know, operational has been around, you know, like true operational around a year and a half. Uh, long term, right? You know, long term, you can imagine if we're giving free highlight tapes, free educational content at scale, we're going to accumulate a large athlete database. We're on pace to have a quarter million users in the coming five months. That's a valuable cohort that colleges will want access to where they can virtually scout, you know, college athletic departments spend 95% of their recruiting budget on travel. What if we go to a university of South Carolina and say, hey, we have all this content. We have all this data on the specific subset of groups that you're traveling around the world seeing. Well, come to us. You can make your recruiting process more efficient, more selective, more digital and allow you to spend more time coaching. Uh, simultaneously, NIL, name, image, likeness, these amateur athletes now at the college level all over and, you know, 10 states at the high school level, they can make money because athletes are influencers. Uh, we definitely want to own the NIL market. We want to virtually connect these athletes and these brands so that, you know, Jeff, I got 10,000 followers on Twitter. You have a t-shirt company. We do a deal through SQL. Now I'm wearing your merch. I'm posting it on my social media channels. The athlete makes money. We take a percentage of that, uh, that fee. But, you know, for us, it all starts with, you know, getting the trust of the athlete. You know, we believe, uh, and our thesis is, is if we get the trust of the athlete early on, we'll have them for life through our platform. Uh, we don't know all the answers yet of how we'll make that happen, but we'll, we'll figure it out along the way. And, and would you say, what's the awareness level now in high school, college with SQL? Are you starting to notice, is this becoming more of a, a known brand? Are you having athletes reach out to you? You know, there are some of the, the more top tier level athletes, or are you noticing a full, full mix between people at the bottom, you know, sort of, different skill levels and, and interest level or is it for more gear more for a serious athlete that really is trying to go to uh to the highest level no that's a good question it's it's definitely geared for a serious athlete that's looking to make it to the next level but even of that right you know we don't expect a lebron james to utilize this platform right the lebron james of the world at the high school level right now has an agent and is doing things that we just are not providing however 99% of athletes are not LeBron James, right? So you have a valuable cohort, 8 million athletes that obviously can get a value add out of our platform. But one thing that did happen, Jeff, that we did not expect was a lot of these top tier athletes began affiliating themselves with their brand. They got on the platform. They wanted our merch. Obviously, if you have users wearing your merchandise, it only helps expand the brand. And yeah, I mean, we've had some cool stories. You know, Michael B. Jordan, Snoop Dogg, uh, you know, several comedians, oddly enough, have been wearing our merchandise. We don't really know how, but you know, hey, sometimes the best things in life happen and you don't have to ask questions. 
And and is uh is that is that something that you have found to be some of the more difficult uh, processes is to get in touch with some of these people? I, I kind of asked the same sort of question, but is that something that has just come naturally? Like, are you surprised when this type of stuff happens and how fast it snowballs, or is this like? I mean, you can't really expect it to to have gone yeah. this grown this fast, right? Is this? Are you surprised, or are you just do you expect this at this point? No, I mean, I think you know we've got a long way to go um, to be totally clear. But you know, with where we're at today, uh, I'm very happy, right? Happy but not content, if you know what I mean. A lot of things that happened though, heck yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, some things, you know, some of the rooms I've been in, you know, a year ago, I would have been like, no way, and now it's happening, and it's uh, it's definitely cool to be part of those experiences because. At the end of the day, everybody understands sports. Everybody, most people, you know, do believe in equality. So we have a pretty unique story to tell, and uh, a lot of people resonate with it, and that's why they want to affiliate themselves with our brand. And is what about for women and men? Is there as many opportunities for women? Uh, is great? Is it as much for men, or is it is it dead even on the app? Or how do yeah. you how do you kind of? We have more male users than female users, um, but our long term goal is we want the five star football player that's going to Alabama to have the same experience on the app as the no star gymnast in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. Our goal is truthfully to level the playing field so that they have access to the same resources. Does that mean that they're both gonna end up at Alabama? Heck no, we can't promise that. But if we level the playing field and we provide you the same things and need the same things, and we end up with different opportunities, it all started with the resources and that's what matters. And and what is, is, the, is your goal to get acquired? Is your goal to grow to a certain size. Give me, give me a little bit of a, you know, yeah. right now today, what, what is, what is your, you know, give me a couple different year goal here. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely right now it's focused on growth. Uh, three to five year plan is definitely, you know, we, we do have investors, right. And we have to look out for the best interest. You know, that's one of my fiduciary duties. I always have to look out for the best interest of our shareholders. You know, when we pitched you, when we pitched our other members on our cap table, we did say acquisition is, you know, the, the, the more likely route, obviously, you know, you can have a merger, you can have an IPO, but with where we're at right now, we definitely believe uh, an acquisition in a three to five year time frame is, uh, you know, what to expect. And I, you know, I love entrepreneurial spirit. I love investing. I love finding and creating new things. What has been the most difficult part of when you and your friend decided, hey, let's start a business and, and you know, go for it. What, what's been the hardest part so far? Yeah, I mean, hardest part is, you know, definitely you have to keep the same energy 24 seven uh, because when you build a team, they're really relying on your energy and your vision to, you know, build the product. Uh, you know, that said, uh, keeping the energy, but then also finding the right people. You know, we've hired some people that we thought were great and it didn't work out. And, uh, you know, that's tough and you don't want, you know, employee turnover uh, happening, especially at a startup. But, you know, definitely, you know, this isn't my first company. Right. You know, meaning, I'm, well, it is right now. I'm 28. But, you know, I, I want to have future companies. I'm going to take these lessons learned about building the right team early on, because that's the most important thing and applying that down in the future. Because we've made some hires that we thought were great that didn't work out. And obviously, you know, you don't want that. So building the team, you know, in some capacity has been has been tough, but it's it's, it's provided finding the right people along the way, if that makes sense. And and what about in terms of development to the app and this type yeah. of process? How has that been? Has that been smooth or been hurdles with development teams and timelines and such? Or how, are you happy with how that's gone? Yeah, no, hey, a bit all over the place. You know, I always want things to go faster than they do. Um, yeah. I think that's just part of the nature of being a CEO and being in, you know, glass half full person all the time. Um, but, you know, in terms of development, you know, with where we're at right now, 
we have an unbelievable developer that you know started a company prior to this grew it to 150 employees 30 million a year in revenue he left that and joined us to build our application so hey i i don't know how to build apps but i know how to create energy and find the right people and we definitely found the right person in that guy and his name's cole merrick and is is this yeah so i see the app here i mean it, it is it, it is cool could you when you talk about the build your own player card is this something focused on the major sports like what if you you know ski or you're a, uh, what a, you know some there's so many different sports happening now that are non-traditional or just different is it only for the the major core sports or can people do this for any sport yes yeah, so right now uh it's permitted for all 24 ncaa sports so oh, wow. skiing okay. is actually one of them fencing is one of them right obviously if you're a fencer you're not going to be putting in your 40 yard dash you're going to be putting in other type of information so uh it is you know for all sports at the ncaa level all genders as well and do you see is it is that the overall the biggest is that the idea i mean what you said a goal for numbers of users is that something like what do you think is a reasonable do you see this being the hub is this where every you believe it every yeah, high school this, college is, the, this is literally have? this is literally what linkedin is for the professional world Wow. Okay. Yeah, if you're on LinkedIn, right? You can be a coder, you can be a plumber, you can be a, a poker player. You know what I mean? For sure. Speaking of poker, what is your poker background? Obviously, this is you know, sponsored by Club GG. I'm I'm a poker by nature, predominantly podcast, not all poker. We do have a, a mix of guests, but what is your poker experience? So my poker experience, and I'm trying to find something, is I was actually at the uh, the casino last week. Uh, my poker experience is nothing, literally nothing. My roulette experience. I've lost a lot of money. I did throw 25 on 14 last week, one about 900 bucks, which is pretty cool. But, nice. uh, you know, hey, yeah. we have a couple poker players involved. Uh, you know, Phil Helmuth, yourself. Uh, I've been very open that I don't know anything about poker, but I definitely want to learn. Yeah, we were playing when we, we met. We you came by and at the game. I think your your buddy hopped in, hadn't played, but you were. I, I knew that you're very limited within poker. Do you find how has it been in that kind of dipping into the world a little bit and seeing some of the like, does it surprise you? Do you understand it more now? And and do you feel oh. like how, how do you know, what, is there, is there, could there be a sequel arm for poker? Could that be something where is there, could, could poker players in college and high yeah. school be on there? Like a high, like what, I don't know what you could do for a highlight tape, but yeah. Hey. Is that, uh, you know, what, what is it close to sports? Is sequel closed off to sports for now? I think, Hey, speaking on the poker piece, I think me, you, Alan Keating, Phil, I think we could develop a master class with y'all three at the forefront. You know, we did this edutainment content and three of y'all at the forefront. I bet we can make some mean revenue and get some mean users there. Um, but I think at the end of the day, man, I think one thing that I've learned is that, you know, the sport, the team, everything that you get involved with is all centered around the individuals, right? And I do think that there is a very big comparable with poker in the startup world. You're taking risks, you're betting on people, uh, and you're betting on luck at the end of the day in some circumstances as well. Um, and things have to happen at the right time. So I definitely see the synergies there. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I've learned that, you know, the people that we've been able to, you know, surround ourselves will with in the poker world have have a great rolodex and they've been open to uh opening their network and vice versa and uh you know i look forward to learning it i need a little a quick liquidity event to happen in the near future for me to really dabble into the game because i want to learn it but i can tell you when i get involved with it i will lose a lot of money <laughs> well hey that's that's honestly the funny part about poker is that's sort of the goal ultimately is to get into business and be the whale you know like you, yeah. you wonder sometimes you see guys that are like punting off money or not very good or just don't care that much but having a good time like that's that's ultimately the dream it's cool to grind and be serious and play tight play good 
but ultimately you want to be the one flicking a hundred K buying million dollar buying and not, not really worrying too much about the result. That that's sort of the, the dream. And in, in the end of the day, uh, what is, a wh what would you say is the biggest hurdles with you know, COVID's happened? The economy's sort of for all lack of a better word, tanking things are sort of seem in a mess. Has that been stressful or does it have impact SQL at the moment? And, and, yeah. and what are some of the things that have happened over the last few years? Yeah, well, COVID actually provided an opportunity because we're really looking to digitalize a lot of things in the sports world. So that's been advantageous for us. Uh, mm -hmm. The economy dipping, uh, I think, is definitely hurting everybody. I think, you know, from what we've seen, you know, not every brand right now is looking to explore with new opportunities. They're really saying, OK, if we have X amount of impact opportunities, we're going to focus on our current portfolio. We're really not going to allow to add on additional business. Um, but hey, you know, we're not the only ones going through that. You know, I, I believe, you know, every company is definitely going through some hurdles in terms of new business right now. But for us, it's we got to have some, you know, big success stories continue to happen over the coming months so that we can really show actual proof. Hey, XYZ brand, we did this. It created XROI for you and XROI for the student athlete. And, you know, keeping our head down, doing that, making one plus one equals three. Literally every minute of every single day is what we got to do to keep the ball rolling. And, and how old are you? Uh, I'm 28. 28. So yeah, that's, you know, you're, you're young running a major, major company taking on investment. Do you feel pressure? Is it exciting? Is it a mix? Cause you know, your friends, family, people you don't know investing on you do, you, how do you, how do you oh, deal with that? It's a mix. I mean, if you're a entrepreneur and you don't go through every emotion every day, you're doing it wrong. I mean, Jeff, there's times where I'm like, we're the next unicorn, we're the next billion dollar company. Then there's at least one member during the day where I'm like, this ain't good. I need to start looking for a job at Chipotle or something like that. But you got to go through those emotions. And if you're not, you're not, you're not doing it right. You're not taking enough risk. For sure. The, the highs and lows are definitely there. And what would be, what would be your, I guess if someone out there is watching and they're like, Hey, wow, that's pretty cool to come up with an idea, go through the motions and, and start a business from scratch. Of course, with one of your best friends, that's, that's also even more fun, but what would be a piece of advice to someone who's got an idea and they just want to start? Cause it's not easy to plug it together yeah. and really make a, make a, make a play at it. My, uh, my idea is start. Um, everybody tries to find the perfect time. There is never the perfect time for anything in life. And if you sit around waiting for the perfect time, well, your clock's going to end up and you're not going to have enough time at all. You're not going to have any time because the clock's going to hit zero and you're going to go on to your next life. Yeah. Uh, so just start and then also surround yourself around people that have been there and done that, you know, and really be appreciative of that. Surround yourself around a key group of people that can facilitate and help you out in different ways and be eager, you know, drink out of a water fountain like it's a, you know, a fire hose. And uh, yeah, you just got to start. And what, what was let's just take Adidas. So that relationship you get introduced what was, how, how did that kind of get solidified? Well, can you give me a little insight into the meeting? Yeah. Was it like a, was it, were they very receptive? Did they just kind of take what you wanted? Was there a negotiation in terms of yeah. how they see it working? Cause that is, you know, that's a big deal to get the, to get that partnership. Yeah, no, good question. So how it started was again, they didn't answer me on LinkedIn. So I went straight to Instagram. I've had a lot of success with Instagram DMs to any startup founder, Instagram DMs, use it for companies, for individuals. Uh, she got back to me. Obviously, I'm very excited. I have a meeting with Adidas. Uh, oddly enough, I was supposed to be on a train and the train like flooded and I didn't have Wi-Fi. So I had worked my tail off to get this meeting with Adidas and the meeting had to can I had to cancel the meeting, the first one, because I was literally stuck on the flooded train. 
uh, ended up having the meeting the following week, you know, pitched her on what we're doing. She seemed excited, you know, said touch base in a month. She actually reached out to me three days later and said, hey, we need your help immediately. And we said, hey, of course we can do it. And that really solidified a great pilot initial partnership that is turning into a much larger activation with the company. And is, is SQL something in terms of it's representing individual players? You mentioned NIL. Is there an agent component on there? Is there is there any type of representation specifically? Is that, Not, is right, that, now. Not right is now. That, uh, in the future, definitely, we want to be a marketplace for connecting these athletes and brands. But that doesn't mean we need an agency. We can do that in a virtual type setting. And what would be, I guess, your if you could do one thing differently? That'll that's kind of my last overall yeah. biggest question. If you were to look back, what you know now, running a business, putting this company in motion, what is something that you maybe would have saved time, money on? What what was a lesson, a learning for you? Yeah. No, a big lesson learned, uh, if I were to do it all over again, would be build an initial product without raising any capital. Like prove the concept in a very bare bone type way. You know, use all your money that you can if you have it available. Prove the concept without raising capital instead of raising money to prove the concept. That's what I would do differently. Um, we would be a lot less diluted right now uh, if that were the case. And hey, you take things, you learn it, you apply it in the future. I know moving forward when I start, you know, my next sequel, you know, the sequel, I guess we can call it, uh, you know, what to do. Very cool. And where do you, what, the last thing I'll leave with is future plans. What, what's on your horizon? What's like, give me a typical, uh, I guess, I want to know two things, what you got coming up that you're excited about, but also like a day, give me like what a day looks like for you currently in terms of meetings, um, you know, planning, like how, how do you break up your day? Yeah, right now, and that's another thing that I would change. Right now, I have like 10 to 12 phone calls a day, which is way too many. Uh, I need to start limiting that to six because I'm up, you know, until the wee bits of every single night doing my follow-up from the days before and the days before. So breaking out your day into a more structure to have time blocks is something that I need to apply myself. Uh, but, you know, what I'm looking forward to, uh, we have a huge event going down in two weeks in Dallas, Texas with 60 basketball teams there. Bronny James, the best athletes in the world at the high school level will be at this event. Super excited about that. Um, and then we have some other exciting things uh, on the horizon, uh, you know, including a syndicated TV show uh, called Hidden Gems, which will be essentially the ESPN top 10 plays of the week. It's actually gonna be hosted on Snapchat. So mm -hmm. I really think the ESPN top 10 plays of high school, it's going to be a legit TV show on Snapchat's home and Discover screen. Excited about that. That's a revenue opportunity for us, but it also creates more exposure for these student athletes. And for us, it expands our athlete funnel. Very, very cool. Well, all right, listen, guys, I got to tell you, you can follow him and follow SQL and on the social medias. We will put that in the show more below and really do appreciate the time. I know we've been trying to do this for a while. Happy to be on board, happy to be an investor. And I really, really am excited about what you got going. I know it's cool and, and happy to be involved and help as much as possible. So thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, everybody. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, helping out your son or daughter. Are you the athlete yourself if you're, uh, if you're watching this tape? Very cool. All right. That's episode number 176 on The Flow Show. This is a, another edition and we are going to be back next week. We'll have more episodes rolling out weekly. Thank you so much again, Robert, for the time. And we'll get those those socials up below and, and please guys check it out. Very cool. And if you have friends, family that are in high school, college that are looking for this, you know, send them to send it to them, check it out. And I think you'll be very happy because it's a very cool app, very cool product and a very cool movement. So thanks again. Thank you.